Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 59 of The Gentleman's Breakfast. I'm joined by my dear friend Seamus. We're back at it again. He tells me it's been three months since we've done this. Not a lot's happened. Uh, my hair is incredibly long, as is his, as is are all the listeners, I'm sure. What do you got for us today, Seamus? Oh, it's beautiful. It, it's good to be back. It, I think you know a lot of people appreciate this podcast, although it's very infrequent. Uh, a lot of people like enjoy it as a check-in to just maybe like a therapy session because obviously people's mental health, mine included, is not well. And, you know, in the last five months, everybody's just kind of learning how to deal. Um, haircut, yours looks pretty good. Happy that I'm, I've been able to trim and hack mine a little bit, and I've fully given those responsibilities to the fiance, where she started to hack at it on the sides, and I'm okay with it. Um, knowing yeah, that. I'm I'm a, I'm about ready to hand over some some authorities around that. I caught myself the other day. I needed to grab a comb and I couldn't find mine immediately. First of all, we're combing the hair at this point because mm. it's a necessity. Second of all, I was going to grab a comb, couldn't find mine, used my girlfriend's comb, and that didn't feel too great. Oh, did you use like a brush? It was. She has a comb. It's like a big comb with a handle. Yeah. And as much as I don't like to admit it, it works pretty well on the old mane here. It gets tangled up. If I don't comb it in the morning, it's going to be a knotted mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't done a Zoom call without a hat on in five months, and it's just accepted now. <laughs> I don't put the hat on, but the, the angle that I'm at in my Zoom setup, you can kind of see my rat tail mm, a little bit. Yeah. I try to hide it. I try to, like, tuck it back. Yeah. You know, but it really curls out there and just screams white trash. So a lot of these people that have never met me before definitely don't have a strong opinion. I also always shoot it from this angle that you're seeing right here yeah. where I'm extremely backlit so they literally cannot see my face. You're just a Patagonia vest away from like going from white trash to VC. That's all it is. <sighs> Maybe. We'll see. But um, it's good to be back, like you said. I generally treat this as a therapy session as well, so the listeners might as well. That's not always what I get out of it, but um, I keep coming back. Yeah, sometimes you don't even know why. I mean, I'll tell you what. Usually I try to, you know, for the... I was able to talk to our former producer this morning. He gave me some good ideas. Usually I'm able trying to wrangle you into recording. Most of the time you kind of half-hazardly say, sure. And I would say... Can you give me a... It's hap... Haphazardly. Haphazardly. Thank you for the correction. Um, that being said, the way that you said it, I mean, phonetically, there are there is a pH in there, so haphazardly. <laughs> get what you're getting at. If you showed up from Serbia one day and English wasn't your first language and you saw that word, you could say it haphazardly, sure. Sure. Um, so I think you haphazardly will say yes. And I would say that's happened once or twice in the last three months where you're like, yeah, okay, I'll entertain the guy. And then I get a text, you know what, Jamie, too banged up, can't record today. <laughs> and there's a, there's a difference in tone today where you gave me the, okay, I have a call back to the workforce, Jake, yep. can't make the call, got to push back. So I, I'm pleasantly surprised that that's the reason rather than too much pizza in Sierra Nevadas the night before. So that's, like, that's it. We're moving in the right direction. How many times have I given you the too banged up? Just the once? I would say less than a handful, but more than two. I'm saying since the last episode. One, one, I'd put the line at one and a half. It might be two. Yep, yep. I'm going to take the under, but, but <laughs> it's a 50, it pays even money. <laughs> so you're really, it's, it's really a toss up. But yeah, we're back to the workforce yet again. Um, sucks. 
<laughs> sucks to work. Like there, there's no way around it. Like I love how many lies we tell each other and ourselves about work. I mean, you're, when you're going to work somewhere, you're talking to other human beings, mm-hmm. and then they'll just keep asking, you like, "Well, well, why here?" I don't fucking know why here. It's not any specific reason because I have to work somewhere. Yeah, that's why. Oh, do you get those from the actual like coworkers? Well, uh, you know, during interviews and stuff, right? Oh, it's it's a required question. There's only so many questions you can ask in an interview, so I, I'm not blaming them. Like, I, I totally get why people ask that. It's a valid question, and honestly, a lot of stuff that you ask people in an interview. You don't even give a shit what the answer is. You just want to make sure that they're not a total fucking weirdo, right? It's like, are you able to put together some human words well, um, I, I with and, and be reasonably grammatically correct in your response? I think that's we've reached a point in our career where you're not like nervous about an interview, like, oh, I need to get this job or I need to break in, right? where you, you kind of understand that I just want some people that I can get along with and do the job adequately that everything's going to be okay. I think you reach that point where it, right. it, a lot of it's the weirdo test. Like, can I grab a beer with this guy? Can I eat a meal? Is this person going to annoy me on a regular level? If not, okay, yeah, well, we're, we're good to go here, right? Isn't, isn't that kind of what we're testing? Well, those are some questions that people ask themselves. A question that I've asked myself recently is whether or not I'm ever going to be able to get a sample at a grocery store ever again. Sometimes I go into the grocery store on Saturday morning and I could use a little bite of cheese that someone's <laughs> handing out on a stick. How long have you had this anxiety realizing that this may be COVID-19 might have knocked that out for good for you? I think that I started this new set of notes for this episode three weeks ago. So that's about how long I've been thinking about that. It's interesting that you still venture to a grocery store on a Saturday morning. Now, since this new world that we live in, Saturday morning grocery stores are just... Those are completely ruled out. I go like midweek only. I went for the first time in about three, four months this week. And I was like, oof. Okay, then I'm like, I didn't even want to backtrack. I'm like, no, too many people there. It's not like I'm not comfortable. Like I'm masked up. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. It's just people's anxiety around you. And it's gotten increasingly better. Well, have you have you had a scare yet? Have you been tested or, or been close to it at all? No. Okay, I, I had one... Uh, this past week, kind of the last two weeks, had a little scare. Um, and I got to tell you, so first of all, every like hypochondriac bone in your body fires the second that you hear, oh, you were around someone who tested positive. You're like, you know what? I haven't been feeling great. I haven't been feeling 100%. Mm. <laughs> mm. And so everything just gets attributed to that, right? You're like, oh, I'm a little sleepy. I'm... I'm feeling a little draggy today. It must be the vid. So the then, vid. <laughs> then we we set up times to go and get tested, and and just finding a place to we, test you. Like who, a lot of who them. Is, who, who is we? Uh, the the roommate and I. Roommate. Okay. Uh, I've I have a live in quarantine mate. Um, venture to say girlfriend. Yes, I would more than venture to say girlfriend. Well, I mean, you got to update the listeners. I mean, when you say we, that's you can't just loosely throw out we's. You got to understand what that is. Look, a lot of listeners don't live in Texas. This was mandated by the governor. You have to have someone else there so that you don't go on a shooting spree. <laughs> okay, so you're going to get the vid um, test. You, you, you and your new girlfriend. Right. And, well, a lot of them require that, like, you have symptoms. 
uh, to be able to schedule the test. And obviously, like at that point in time, while my mind is racing and I'm thinking I have a little bit of a headache and maybe I'm not feeling great. But back up for a second. I, I can't say that I have any symptoms. I don't have a fever. What was the initial scare? Somebody in your network has it or what? what, what? Yeah, so we uh, we rented a house um, in uh, like a uh, this rural town like – two hours from Austin, mm -hmm. basically just like a, a big house with a pool. Okay. Um, and had, you know, probably 10 people there or something close friends and stuff like that. And just hung out by the pool. One of those people then the next week tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so then, so they, then obviously that prompted us all to be tested. So they do the contact tracing. Did they call you? Like, what was that call like? It was relayed to me from another person because it doesn't feel great to be the one that has to call everyone and say, hey, guys, I <laughs> might have given you. I, I gave you the vid. Disease. I like the vid. I like that. That's good. Did you make that up yourself? I, I can't really say that that's an invention. That's like saying, like, uh, can someone claim that the sandwich was an invention? You know, <laughs> that's just a kind of a natural progression of things. Right. Mm hmm. Um. But, uh, yeah, it was relayed to me, you know, through a mutual friend. Um, and then you have to make the decision, you, you know, you have to be like, well, how deep in my network do I go in terms of, cause I've seen a couple people or whatever. Um, but so we get scheduled, we take the test at CVS. It's a self test, right? So they hand you this bag and uh, a tube with, um, you know, they call them swabs, but it's a fucking Q-tip. Like the country's run out of swabs. They're giving you a little vial full of Q-tips. Fine. You pull out a Q-tip. You know, they're giving you instructions about whatever else. Wash your hands. Do this. Do that. And we're both sitting in the car getting tested at the same time. So that you take this Q-tip and you grab it midway down. Or at least that's how they instruct you. I went a little further than midway down because I wanted to really get it up there. Make sure, you know, if I have the if I have COVID, I, I definitely want to know. Mm -hmm. And then you... You pinch it between your fingers there, and then you put it up your nose. I have to admit, kind of enjoyed it. You did it yourself. You did it yourself, right? So you're putting the Q-tip pretty deep up the nose. I was breathing better immediately. Like, I felt like I had been cured, you know? All my little Yeah, you might have had a snot up there that's just been slammed up there. I'm surprised you didn't Possibly. opt for... The roommate slash girlfriend to be like, well, she might have a better angle to kind of jam it up there because she can see. Well, she had to do her own at the same time. Well, you don't have to do it simultaneously. You could have like done one for one here. No, mm, that sounds inefficient to me. You, this is a drive-through. Also, keep in mind drive-through situation. Okay, so we're so going you're through. literally going through the drive-through at the CVS or the Walgreens, and then you're yep, handing it yep. back to them. They have this like you know metal drawer thing where they pass it back and forth. Okay, so um, do they actually brief you or they give you the instructions? They brief you. Yeah, they're they're talking to you through the uh, through the intercom, talking you through the whole thing, and then you put it back in the vial, and then you put it in this other you know uh, metal cabinet or whatever that's there on the wall, and then you drive off. And then it takes so it took seventy two hours to get results. Um, came back negative. Uh, felt like a real win. Um, and yeah, that was, that was the whole experience. I hope to never have to do that again. Cause basically like, you, you know, the entire time you're like, well, I don't know if I have it or, or don't, even though I'm asymptomatic, so I can't go do anything. Even the basic things that I've been doing, I, I can't go do that. So I don't know. 
But how bull- although how bulletproof so, is that? Kid? Like I said, okay. never want to have it happen again. But Q-tip up the nose. I'm not saying it's something that I would do every day, but I satisfy. I'm not going to stop anybody from doing it. Satisfying. Yeah. Don't be afraid of the test. It's, it'll really clear you out. But I guess here's my question: out of just not lack of knowledge about the test, what if you get? Can't you get tested like three days later and potentially have it? You just haven't picked up to show it. But even yeah, if you're asymptomatic, yeah, you 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 can't get it te- tested immediately, like immediately afterward. But but for us, it had been over the weekend. We were around these people. Someone got their test results on like Thursday following the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe somewhere. No, it was. They got tested on Thursday following the weekend, and then we found out on Monday, and then we went and got tested. So, you know, by that point in time, if we had it, we had it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like if if you're around someone that has it, you're not supposed to get tested for seventy two hours. Right, because it because like, it it, 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 it it might not show up. Right. So even like I thought it was up to like two weeks. Maybe I'm incorrect there. I thought like up to two weeks, even sh- to gather it and show the symptoms to test positive now i mean what you have to keep in mind though is that there's going to be lag time for the per- the person that you're exposed to there's lag time for their test too mm-hmm. so in unless you were around someone who got tested that day which again fucked up on both of your parts like if someone just got tested for covid you guys can't hang out um then you're never gonna have to like wait that incubation period or whatever right because it's gonna take a little while for their test results to come in yeah. There's always going to be a delay between exposure and when you find out that that person had it. Well, it's it's interesting. Like everybody is going to the same like threshold of like who can I see, who am I comfortable seeing? I'm going crazy. Right. Who am I willing to like? I think it's like, it comes down to emotional things. So like we last weekend went down to L.A. to the eye of the hurricane in California and hung out with a couple of uh, the fiance's friends, and we hung out with them in a pretty closed environment. And then we went in a cabin. And then we also met other friend who had a newborn baby. And I'll tell you what, I've met more babies like, <laughs> during the COVID than like other people because they're safe. They're, 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 they're not immune. And they, like, obviously children can still be harmed by this and they should be away from the virus, but their risk is so much lower. Yeah. They can be out and about socializing. Who knows? I've socialized with more newborn babies than I have people uh, almost at this point. So it's like, and the mothers are so relaxed, like, okay, um, Nothing is worse for a mother having a child during this and not being able to socialize. Like they want any type of socializing they can get, and sure. they're, and they're beyond chill. Like, oh, hold the baby. Yep, I want to eat my food. I want to eat my salad without a child bothering me. Um, it, wildly interesting to see what well, that. And then and then you try to hide. Like, and then I was like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? So now, like, you know, the <laughs> right, water cooler right. talk of like, what'd you do this weekend? It's like, okay, who am I talking to? What are they going to judge me on? How comfortable are they with, you know, and you're trying to determine this all on the fly. It's not the like mm-hmm. harmless, oh yeah, I went to a baseball game, went to a concert and not trying to reveal whether I got too drunk or did drugs or something like this. It's like, how much did you irresponsibly socialize? It, that's kind of what is in everybody's back of their mind. Everybody has a different level. Am I not crazy about this? Like, this is what no, everybody's thinking. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And like, uh, you know, this came up in the interview thing too. Like you always get asked, you know, like, what do you do for fun? And <laughs> it's been so long. Like I forgot what I used to tell people that I did for fun. Cause obviously I'm not going to tell people, well, I drink a lot. I record a podcast with my friend. I like to sit on the couch and eat potato chips and I play a lot of video games. 
Like that's not something that we can <laughs> go off on tangents on. But but it's been so long since I've just like engaged in other normal activities. It, it's hard to even think about what I used to do. And then the other thing that I love is you know the the two part quarantine that we're both in, right? And the conversations where it's like, are we going to go do something? Okay, maybe that happens. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, I don't want to be, you know, the fucking Debbie Downer that's like, no, we can't go do anything. And so you get in this group think mindset where you're like, okay, well, we're going to go do this. And then (laughs) I've just... (laughs) had some incidents where i was possibly a little frustrated by then leading up to the incident hearing well is this really safe that we're doing this are you talking about <laughs> you, you and your you and your discussion with the roommate slash girlfriend yes the yes the the two-part quarantine system that we're in right um and then i i, I basically just immediately want to come out with motherfucker if you thought it was going to be unsafe then we could have just sat inside and continued watching netflix we didn't even have to talk about going outside well, it, it's interesting where I use it as leverage, right? So, like, we went down to L.A. to see one of her friends, and we go through the process of, like, talking it out. Like, are you comfortable with this? Look, I, I'm not – I like high-risk situations. For whatever it is, I'm comfortable Absolutely. with those situations. Yeah. And she very much knows that. So it's almost like I want validation to say, okay, is this comfortable? Have we have we quarantined enough? And I, my answer is always yes, right? So, like – I mean, my answer is yes, because down the line, and we got a whole summer ahead of us. We got another six months, eight months of this. Who knows how long this goes, where I want to make a trip to whether it's Idaho or it's Colorado to see a friend or Oregon, where I, I just I'm need sorry, any- The first state that you list is Idaho? I've never been to Idaho. I want to go to Idaho. I really want to go to wow. Wyoming or Montana, but I'm, I'm somewhat aware enough that I, I'm not really eager to get on an airplane yet. I've been to Idaho a lot of times, and you're not missing much. Okay. But basically, it just comes down to where can I drive, where can we get people to go, who can we meet with. So g- g- there give are me, some great golf courses, though. I will say that. give you a little backstory. My one friend sh- shamed me about going to visit him a couple weeks ago in L.A. He said, no, 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 you're not invited. Like, We're quarantined. We're seeing your parents. So he said, you can't come. Can't come to a specific event that other people in LA are coming to. You can't come to my house. I can't see you. Like I'm, I'm quarantined. I'm seeing my parents. I'm seeing my. Oh, you were in LA and you were trying to go see this guy. We were gonna go to LA. We had plans to go to LA to stay at his place. And he goes, "Look, my parents are." He changed his mind. Yeah. My um, partner's parents are old. That's totally fair. Totally fair. A week later, he gets a call from work to head up to San Francisco to head up to the Bay. And, sure. he, and he goes because work is calling. And his partner was furious. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's complete BS. You said shame is going to come down here. Now you're risking us to go see blah, blah, blah. And he had to make the confession being like, hey, I apologize. So, like, when I was down in L.A., I always, like, I feel bad I'm in L.A. I'm like, hey, man, I'm over here. Maybe you want to grab a coffee. And he rockets over at, like, 730 in the morning across L.A., to grab a coffee with me. I'm like, wow, I didn't think that was going to be a yes because, you know, LA is a mess to travel around. And and, sure. he, and he has like the heart to heart and he gives me the confession. And I was like, but like normal people are going through things like that. So, <laughs> well, so I had a, a similar situation with a former guest on the show, PBT, where 
Uh, it was the weekend before uh, we were going to see my parents, and uh, you know something was going on. And I'm like, look, we can't, you know, we we should have had a solid week to ten days at least inside prior to seeing my parents. Not that my my parents are not super old, and I'm sure they'd be all right, but still, like they're, you know, uh, you want to make sure that you're being safe. And then PBT texts me, and he's like, hey, you want to go get a beer? And I'm not gonna lie to you, I really wanted to go get a beer. I was available to get said beer. But the hypocrisy <laughs> of shutting down the previous weekend and then going to do that just wasn't going to work out. Um, so I stayed in for consistent application of the quarantine policies. It's necessary. It's responsible. I mean, it, it's these are things I don't think I would have done. Well, I mean, this kind of conversation is really, it's replacing our standard airplane conversation. So I feel like we should move on from <laughs> Yeah, I think, it's very re- I think it's very relevant. But there, there is there's something that you've been very active with in quarantine, um, multifaceted, which is your other show that is busy attempting to fill up all of the space in my Gmail account. Yeah, uh, sure. Google sent me a notification saying that I was running out of my free space in my Gmail account, which I've never gotten. Um, so I need to go through and start start deleting those episodes. I particularly love how you sign off your emails yeah. um, with the episodes, with the quote-unquote keep laughing. Like you're signing everyone's yearbook in the year 2000 every single week, basically. Keeping everybody loose. And you know, for maybe the people that don't listen, and you know what what's, I'm most proud of is you haven't actually deleted those. So you're, you're keeping them. You're like maybe I'll be bored on a flight one time. And I'll actually listen to some of these. No, podcasts. I, I I don't want to take the time to even go through and delete them. Like I started listening to one once, the audio quality was absolute shit, and then my iPhone screen locked and it turned off, and I was done. I was out of the episode. I heard maybe a minute of it, um, and I just like, can I produce one episode of the goddamn show to show you how it's done? Oh, I, I would look. I'd welcome it. I would welcome you producing one show. It's like, and I love my tripod of two hosts. It might be an issue, but I, 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 I would welcome you to come in and produce. I think that would be entertaining, and then you could talk about it. <laughs> uh, and and then the bigger issue is I get I, I, I get how we publish, but I get flack about sending an email invite to their Gmail. I can't get one guy to accept the invite to Gmail on his calendar. I'm sorry, why not? Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered to accept it. These sound like some reluctant hosts. Yeah, you know what? You know what? One of them, I think, is transformed into like, okay, this is a way I can hang out with my friends. I'll entertain, you know, the this one a-hole is very pushy. And uh, I think that's what it's kind of tr- transformed into. But it's interesting where they had the same doubt when we first started this podcast where like nobody listens to it, nobody listens to it. And all it takes is like, Three or four people to cite things in your life that you had no idea were listening to your life, and you're like, "Huh? Oh, wow! They listen. Okay, cool." And, you know, the creative juices start flowing. Um, it's been, an, for me, it's 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 a release. I think it's it's I think it's very fun. I enjoy sharing my personal experiences because I think people can relate to it. I think people can relate to it, and people don't necessarily want to talk about it and have it recorded. I'm comfortable with that being out in the open. But I want to I want to circle back to one thing where now with work 
you have all these conversations and you don't really have any social engagement, right? You have, hey, what did you mm-hmm. do this weekend? Oh, starting a, well, also starting a new job in this environment fucking sucks because every single person that you talk to, you've never met in person. Right. So you don't know the threshold for you. You don't know the threshold of like how comfortable, like, can I make this joke? Can I not make this joke? They have a sense of humor. Is it strictly business? I, I feel you there. That would be stressful. Um, but what I like to do is like, what did you do this weekend? 99.5% of the time I ask that question, I don't care. I act, I honestly don't care what you did this weekend. Yep. Since the vid hit, I actually do care. Selfishly, I want to know if you did something that's interesting that I can do. That's all I care about. Oh, you went camping. Oh, is the campsite open? Okay, cool. That's good to know. Let me see how I can. Now I have five days to convince the fiance. Let's go camping here. You, you want some moral validation that other people are breaking quarantine so you're able to as well. Not even that. I just need ideas of what I can do. Because, I mean, look, we're all cooped up. We're all going nuts. What can I do? What can I do? Can oh, I are, are you getting tired of walking around and collecting tennis balls or playing soccer by yourself? Um, collecting tennis balls, yes. Um, soccer are by myself. Are the basketball courts open? No, no. Rims are still down. Okay. Oh, you, you can go into the basketball court, but there's no hoop there. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty much me, like, did I tell you about Rick the Raccoon Wrangler that I ran into at 4.30 last Friday? 4.30 p.m. or a.m.? A.m. No, I have not heard about this. I got I got super excited. We were driving to L.A. at 6 a.m. I woke up with an idea, and I wanted to further expand upon it, and I couldn't go to sleep. So then I just went and worked out, and I knew that I wasn't going to work out in. So I went and started mm-hmm. working out early. I'm on the beach doing my thing. And then I, I, I start walking away from the beach. What are you doing on the beach? Are you, are you rolling around? or? I do some stretching because I'm an old man. Now I do stretching. And then I kick the soccer ball around and listen to music. And the beach like leads into like a stadium. So I can kick the ball into the stadium and it comes back to me. You know, just doing my weird soccer stuff. So your workout is that you go and play soccer by yourself. Correct, yeah. Which is more than I do. There's a threshold to how much I can rip on that. Yeah. So but then, I'd like to take a moment. Right, so I do that for 45 minutes, maybe an hour, and then now I'm like, okay, I, I'm, the juices are high, now I can go for a run or a walk and go towards the bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge. So as I'm leaving Aqua Park, North Beach, for those who know San Francisco, I'm walking on the backside you know, towards the bridge, and I see a gentleman standing there with a creature, like, paws up towards the, the gentleman. And I'm like, what is going on here? It's 4.30 in the morning. <clears throat> and I give the like, hey, is this a homeless class crazy person? What's going on? And I go, hey, good morning. He responds normally. He says like, hey, good morning. Normally dressed. So then I realize it's a normal citizen. And uh, he goes, I'm like, hey, what's up with uh, the creature there? He's like, oh, he usually runs away from people. I go, oh. And then I closely look, it's a raccoon, and he's feeding the raccoon. Okay. So this guy wakes up and is determined to occupy his time at 4.30 in the morning. And look, who am I to cast stones? I'm, I'm sitting there with a soccer ball. So my raccoon is a soccer ball. Rick's is the raccoon. <laughs> he is feeding the raccoon. He feeds the raccoon every morning at 4.30 in the morning. And in a city like San Francisco, that's pretty normal, right? Uh, I mean... When I would drive to the office in San Francisco, I remember the parking lot 
in dog patch that I used always had all these goddamn stray cats around. I remember like to a point where like I, I'm like I don't know when I'm gonna come around a corner and I catch one of these that's had a pretty hard life and he decides that he's not gonna take it anymore and he's gonna ju- you know fucking pounce on me right yeah mm-hmm. this thing is technically a predator mm-hmm. and then one morning early in the morning i saw this old couple show up in a pickup truck with a whole bunch of cat food out there setting that out for the cats that's where all the goddamn stray cats came from mm-hmm. yep they're creating the, they're further in the problem and that's i think that's a. Uh, you could draw a lot of other things to san francisco with that um but we don't want to dive into that. But yeah, that, that's what Rick does. That's what I do, by all means. Um, another thing I was really curious to ask you about, and I think you're kind of an expert at this, everybody's kind of over the Zoom call. I've done enough socializing. But now you need to get into like board game. You got to get deep into board games, right? Like, yep. ha- have you have you broken apart? Like, these are top five board games. This is what the roommate likes. This is what I like. This is what I like, a group of six people, a group oh, of ten I'm, people. I'm, we're so deep in the game that I can't see out. Like, I, I, you know, I can't even give you normal board game recommendations because we've gone deep down the rabbit hole. Um, so you have no entry-level games for, like, normal folks anymore? We've been playing Catan. Okay. Uh, a little bit, but obviously two-player. Not fun. You know, unless it's, yeah, you and I ribbon on each other or something, it's... It's not the best. Uh, the best two... Okay, here are two two-player games that I can give you. Mm-hmm. One is a game that's called Watergate. Okay. It's a two-player game about the Watergate scandal. One of you plays Nixon, and the other one plays the Washington Post. Ooh. Is this a board uh, game, or how does it work? It's uh, it's a card game. Um, it's played with like a specialty deck. So Nixon and the Washington Post both have completely different decks of cards that they draw from and those Mm -hmm. are the cards that they play and then there is a board but you don't like move around it basically the board has two parts and one of them is where for that round you and the other player are fighting for evidence and momentum back and forth and then there's like this evidence board that is basically like a pegboard that has you know it's not actually a pegboard it's just a normal game board but it looks like a pegboard that has a bunch of evidence things on it that are tied together with red string and the Washington Post player is trying to connect evidence to Nixon, and the Nixon player is trying to prevent that and survive uh, through the end of his term. Sounds it interesting. Takes, Sounds it's pretty It's a good. great game. It's pretty hilarious. It, and all the cards are historical figures. If you've ever watched All the President's Men or know anything about it, um, it's a pretty funny game. It takes about 30 minutes to play. It's actually also a fun game. Like, if you took that theme out of it, it's still a good game. Um, but the, it, like, and it, it's specifically two players, and she and I have gotten a kick out of playing that. Back and, and there's forth. enough cards where you don't like you don't know how to like predict or avoid things. Like there's enough cards in the Rolodex where you can avoid things. Especially the yeah, I mean the first few times that you play it, you, well, you know, like Nixon drops, I'm gonna drop G Gordon Liddy on this bitch, right? You can have a lot of fun with it, and you know G Gordon Liddy has some special abilities or whatever. Um, this, you know, the second and third times that you play, it's a little different because you kind of know the genres of things that the other player can do. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it with her. I played it with my with my dad. So that's one good one. Um, the other one is uh, called Galaxy Trucker. Oh, okay, Galaxy Trucker. And this one, um, when you first learn it, it sounds really complicated, but it's it's not. Um, 
when you're actually playing it. And basically, you have a it's kind of like a combination of a puzzle and a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the game's played in two phases. The first phase, you have a board in front of you that has a, the rough outline of a ship um, and some spaces on it. They're all like uh, square, tiny little square spaces that are the size of these tiles. And then in the middle of the table, you put this pile of, you know, I don't know, a hundred tiles or something like that. And all the tiles are different ship components, and the ship components all fit together in very specific ways, kind of like a puzzle. Kind of like um, a container ship, maybe. Yeah, certain things can only connect to other things, and you, you have to have certain components on the ship. And you set up a timer, and that's how long you have to grab random face-down tokens from the middle and try to put together your ship. And you try to put together the best ship that you can. Um, you try to have as many like guns on it and you know crew cabins and batteries and whatever else. And then the second part of the game plays out, and you basically turn over the, the. There's this like event deck that gets shuffled, and random things happen to your ships, and whoever survives it better wins that round. Got it. So, Watergate Galaxy Truckers. Watergate, yep. I think the masses can do. Galaxy Trucker sounds a little like inside dork for me, um, but that's just my quick understanding based on your explanation. It's why I, I I told you I'm deep in the game, and that's as far as I can crawl out of the hole. Um, we're 94 days away from something you're very passionate about. Oh, yeah. I actually thought about this just the other day. Needing to send out a notice on this. 94 days away from whether we get the 78-year-old man to run the country or we continue on with the 74-year-old man to run the country. I thought uh, you were talking about the TIR. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, that's true. The TIR, for those that know, is the Turner Invitational, Turner and Regulation, um, which is a golf I event. guess that's less than 74 days. It's uh, yeah, it's like a month and a half or something. Yeah, that's maybe like, maybe 65 days. Um, but we have the Democratic National Convention, the DNC, as you love to affectionately refer to it as, August 17th through 20th, which is supposed to take place in Milwaukee. And then the RNC, which is supposed to take place in Charlotte, the 24th to the 27th. I really don't think there's anything really to uncover here. I will tell you this. I think it's an ultimate marketing move by Donnie Twitter Thumbs. Is he started wearing the mask about a week or two ago. Oh, they 180 The whole GOP 180 on the virus. Uh, and they're trying to make it look like they're doing something about it now. I think it's totally... A, power play move where we know that deaths are going to go down numbers are going to go up because more people are getting tested deaths are going to go down because we're testing younger people we put a mask on it improves the country for the election and then the whole play about schools not opening up with the democrats refusing that and well because trump has moved everything to make it make the decision at a local level right so that's gone down to schools as well so now states decide whether Students go back to school. And I think yep. the large majority of parents will say, get those mother effers back to school. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? And yeah. unfortunately, it's become a political game. We were wildly wrong about this four years ago. Sitting 94 days out, bold prediction here because somebody, one of our loyal listeners said, you know, you're good at ripping apart everybody in their position, but you're not really good at giving your opinion. So 94 days out, Jake, who do you think will win the election for the United States president? Uh, Biden, by a mile. 
by a mile. Well, okay. Biden is predict. The probability of Biden winning is high. I don't know how far the actual spread will be. Um, did you see the talk that uh, we, uh, President Trump was discussing postponing the election, which is not something he actually has the ability to do? No, I didn't hear that. When was he doing okay. that? Uh, it was within the last week. Congress can actually, I believe, vote to postpone. Uh, but I, I don't think that that, uh, that they'll do that. And I also don't think that there's going to be a significant change in uh, mail-in voting because that would require a lot of laws to be passed in each state. Texas, great example of a place that has – you have to have, like, a specific excuse um, to mail-in vote and uh, not wanting to get the virus is not valid. Um, so there's going to be a huge spike in cases when that happens because everyone's going to have to show up and go vote to end this horse shit. Um, but yeah, uh, I, you know, Biden wins by at least two points. Well, it's interesting. So like, you think, cause he's also, also keep in mind, Trump lost the popular election four years ago. Sure. But do you think he actually, I mean, there's rumors that he could lose Texas. I don't think he actually loses Texas. Do you think that's actually feasible? It's going to be too close to call. That'd be interesting to see Texas blow. If that's fine. yeah. Because then, then, then Biden wins by a mile, right? If he wins, it's been Texas. a while. Uh, I mean, you you, you kind of have to put together like a pool of states, right? It's it's Texas, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, um, all the classic states that you get, and you just Florida? need you know a certain number of them to break. Yeah, Florida uh, is a great one. Um, Texas, if that moved, then it's game over. But I think odds are it doesn't. It, it, it's still Republican, but it will be very close. So with the likelihood that Joe Biden has short circuits and he dies in a year and a half, who, I mean, aren't you really excited or interested? Not excited, interested. We talked about this last time. So, you know, if listeners are listening back to back, then they've heard two straight discussions about the selection of <laughs> Joe Biden's running mate, uh, who he's supposed to announce in the next week. We'll, we'll see who it is. It's a fair point. I think, you know, he'll, he'll survive the four years. Um, survive isn't that terrible that's the way we word it it's true oh if 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 we're being perfectly honest though what do i want the president to do absolutely nothing other than hire reasonable people right that's all yeah that's all i want hire reasonable people that's all i want yeah that's the that's the minimum right the the maximum is to obviously be a champion for the country and make some positive changes to their own party, whichever one it is, um, get some people in line. But I don't think that, I don't think that we're going to get that. Yeah. Um, Either way. On a lighter note, uh, what I've noticed is so you wear a bandana or do you wear like a mask? I have a mask. You have a mask. Okay. Is it like a neck guard mask or like a, a mask around the ears? Uh, it's a cloth mask. It, it's a like a large cloth mask in the shape of a surgical mask, basically, but bigger. So what I've learned is, that, you know, now with the heightened awareness of it and everybody throwing their mask on within thirty feet here, um, you got to breathe through your mask a little bit more. I'm a staunch sure. like if no, if nobody's near me, mask is down. I yeah. have the mask there. I do the kind of game of chicken if I'm running by someone and they're like, oh, he's got a mask up or I need a mask up. I'm like, okay, throw the mask up. So in the last month or so, I've done more mask breathing than the previous four or five months. 
Okay. I'll tell you what, it's the most humbling thing because you can really figure out how bad your breath is. Have you ever been hit with that yet? I've heard this joke many times on the internet. It's not new. I would say usually I'm pretty neutral in there. Every once in a while, I think that I probably could have done a better job in the morning. Well, I I had the harsh realization in the last week or two of like morning breath is a real thing for me. I always thought I was above it. Not a good morning breath guy. And uh, with us uh, hitting the edge of even remotely reasonable or uh, original <laughs> content, I believe that that's going to force us into the report card. Sure. Cup, a couple a- of alarms have gone off on my side on my computer here, and it's it's time for that. Do you have a specific grading scale that you would like to uh, address here? Or? My God. Uh <laughs> Worst way, okay, ways that you have to tell people that you got the virus. Oh. Different ways and how you deliver it? No. Like, where did, like, how were you exposed? Oh. Got it. And so I'll, I'll give you a rating to start with, Okay. Mm-hmm. You're you're an in-person Tinder date, like tongue kiss the first time out, right? What's the single dumbest thing that you could do to get coronavirus? To go on a date with a complete stranger and make out with them that night in public? It's going to be flashy. Maybe it'll be fun. Sure. Is it the right time for it? Absolutely not. Do you give a fuck? No. Then you got the vid, and then you have to tell everybody. Well, where'd you get it from? I, you know, I haven't seen you in months. Oh, mm. it was Stacy on Tinder. Mm. Luckily, I'm not in that situation, but I, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> I think you're just a classic backyard barbecue guy where <laughs> you try to pretend like you care and you limit yourself to less than 20 people, but you don't really care and you have about 15 people there and homeboy makes you, make, makes you a burger and he makes a delicious burger. Maybe throw some pepper jack on there. But he was in and all into that meat and fiddling with it. And you didn't do any, you didn't do any check, thorough check of where he's been or what he did. And you're kind of above it. And you know what? You had a good burger and then you got burned about three or four days later. <laughs> That's kind of what you are. Excellent recovery. Uh, and with that, we'll see you next time. Love you guys.